March 9th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Daf Nunvav Amud Bet. And if you count from the bottom of the page up, it's 20 lines up. It's the third to last word on the line, Dinin. Third to last word. The last word is Noah. Says the Gemara, Dinin bene Noah ifkud. Is it really so that Dinin, the obligation to set up for themselves, to structure a Betin, bene Noah, non Jews are commanded as part of the Sheva Mitzvot bene Noah? The Hatanya doesn't. An alternative beraita teach otherwise. This all began with a beraita on the bottom of Dafnun Vava Mudalif, which stated quite clearly that Dinin are one of the Sheva Misvot B'nai Noach. Now says the Gemara, a beraita teaches otherwise. It says, Ese Misvot Nistavu Yisrael Bimara. At Mara, this juncture, shortly after that Am Yisrael arrive at, shortly after leaving Egypt, after leaving Misraim, there, says the beraita, Am Yisrael were commanded ten mitzvot. What were those ten mitzvot? Sheva shekibedu alehem b'nei Noach. It's the seven which the non-Jews were already commanded in. Vehosifu alehem, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu commanded them further. He added to it three more: dinim, Shabbat, v'kibud avayim. Well, leaving the other two aside for a moment, the one that's glaring at us is dinim. It means dinim was not part of the initial seven. If it's seven plus three, and dinim is part of the three, clearly. Dinim was not part of the initial seven. Says the, before we deal with an answer, says the Gemara, how do you know that they were commanded those there? Is there any reference in the Pasuk that this was a command? Well, says the Gemara, I'll deal with references. Remes ba Pasuk. Dinim dichtiv sham sam lo chok umishpat. The Pasuk very cryptically and mysteriously says that over there, HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed for him or for them chok umishpat. Hok and Mishpat are words that are associated with law. And as a result, the understanding is we were already, which makes a lot of sense, you're about to set up your community, you have to have law, you have to have structure, you have to have strictures, you have to have rules and so forth. That's sam, sham sam lo hok u mishpat. So we'd be talking about dinim of high status as opposed to b'nei adam? As opposed to b'nei noah. The Gemara will, in just a moment or two, suggest so, Jesse. In other words, I don't know, higher status, different status, yes, higher. Um, and as the Gemara will just, in a, in a few moments, suggest that the problem with that will be is Hotsifu alehem dinim. It sounds as if the whole entity was new. So the Gemara will have a suggestion. The Gemara will say that's just a derivative of dinim, which is kind of what you're suggesting. Give it a minute or two. Says the Gemara, how do you see kibud avaim in, in Mara? Hasham, sam, lo, hokum, ishbat. You see the words kibud avaim? in any way referred to. Kibud avayim dichtiv, the pesukim say twice in parashat vayet hanan, in Moshe's recollection of ma'amad har sinai, the pesukim say twice, ka'ashesivvecha adonai elohecha, as God already commanded you. Now keep in mind, this is Moshe speaking in year 40, but he's remembering what took place in year 1. And he's reiterating what God's words, what the words at ma'amad har sinai were. The words of Ma'amad HaSinai were, keep Shabbat as God commanded you. Honor your parents as God commanded you. What do you mean as God commanded you? It's okay for Moshe to inject that in Parashat Vayet Hanan as he's speaking. And so, by the way, that's as God commanded you. But uh, he's, he's, he's reiterating, he's stating what was said at Ma'amad HaSinai. And he seems to be telling us at HaSinai, God's words were 
as your God already instructed. What do you mean he already instructed you? Where did he already instruct you? It's the first commandments we're getting at Ma'amad Tarsinai. Wait a second, there was a moment during which we were commanded before Ma'amad Tarsinai. It must be that when he nonchalantly refers to the fact that he already commanded us of the Amar of Yehuda, this reference of as he already commanded you, again mentioned only twice by Shabbat and by Kibud Avaim in Moshe's Aseret Adberot. In Parashat Vayet Hanan, though that was a reference to Bimara, what took place at Mara, which in turn means we have some sort of remez in the Pasuk, some sort of hint for these three additional mitzvot. But we're back to our issue. We dealt with the technicalities of that statement, but the issue is Dinim. Dinim seems to be on top of the Sheva Mitzvot. How can you make that claim? We seem to understand, we seem to have been taught that part of the Sheva Mitzvot is Dinim. Amar Av Nachman, Amar Rabbah Bar Avuha, Lo Nitzrecha Ela, this additional Dinim, and that's what we're going to call it for the moment, at Mara was specifically necessary for including Ida Ve'idim Ve'hatra'ah. Eda, if you recall the Gemarot at the beginning of our Masechet, derived uh, the, the size of the Betin from the word Eda. It's the 23 uh, judges which are necessary for Dinene Fashot. So the word Eda over here, as Rashi explains, is a reference to the necessary size to put someone to death of the Betin. That B'nai Noach were never Nitztavayin. That they don't have as an obligation as part of their system. That's our system. That's what was added at Mara. Furthermore, Edim, that you would only put someone to death based on testimony, that's ours. That's what we got at Mara perhaps as well. And Hatra'ah, that is a necessary warning, which of course is the most jarring of all. It means that non-Jews, their action is punishable even without a warning to the extent that uh, as a result, we won't distinguish between adults and children by non-Jews because, after all, the distinction is whether they're a barda'at or not. When we're dealing with a non-Jewish activity and when we're telling them how to set forth their system, it's all outcome-oriented. It's all what took place. Was there a sin? Was there something wrongful to society? And to, That's the decision, and that's the distinction for them. For us, it'll go in, the accountability will be determined by intentionality. What was your thought? Were you appropriately thinking in that moment? Are you able to? And so forth. That's the distinction, however. So that's the suggestion. The suggestion is, Eida, Eidim, and Hatra'ah are what Am Yisrael got at Mara, but I know don't and did not have it. God. They're suggesting the first seven, you had Dinim as the raw Dinim, the way the non-Jews, quote-unquote, should have it until today. At Mara, the words of, uh, of Jesse, kind of, the elevated Dinim. It's additional details. The Gemara will take, take a, have a problem with that. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, The words were, and they added Dinim. They didn't add Dinim, they added onto the Dinim. They added details of the Dinim. They altered the dinim. They didn't add dinim. So it's not ten any longer. It's seven plus two and some details. That's why the Gemara will not accept it. Ela, Amar Rava, rather a different suggestion of Rava. Lo nitzrecha ela ledine kenasot. See, in the Torah you have, in many notable circumstances, a kenas. Kenas refers to a penalty. Uh, for example, if a person steals and doesn't return it and is brought to court and they end up, return, they end up giving money, they have a kenas, they pay double. 
If a person is geneva and tavach or machar, we've talked about some more than one occasion, they slaughter the animal that they that they stole, or they sell the animal that they stole. There's an obligation of sheloshava ve'arba'ah. There's 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 a penalty of three times or four times the value you have to pay. Excuse me, arba'ah hamisha, four times or five times the value of the animal that you stole. There's a penalty uh, in the context of if a person uh, under, uh, rapes a woman. There's a penalty, a kinas that needs to be paid. There are many circumstances in which the Torah says the, um, the principal uh, payment is not sufficient. There has to be a penalty on top of that. That concept the hachamim have. The penalties of the Torah are only for Bnei Israel. The Bnei Noach did not have it. So perhaps in this context, at Marah, when they were hosifu alehim dinim, you want to know what was added? Not the whole entity of dinim. Not that Bnei Noach were not commanded and instructed to have bateh dinim even beforehand, but rather the specifics. What specific? So it's no longer within the realm of dinim, it's on top of it. So now maybe we're comfortable with the word hosifu. In other words, they're adding dinim. It's not that they're tweaking dinim. Akati says the Gemara still, Akati means still, Adayin, Hosifu bidinim mi ba'ele. It's still within the realm of dinim. The words of the Beraita, the Hosifu dinim, Hosifu alehen, and one of them is dinim, is still not precise because it's still with laws, and they already had laws. We don't think it's a sufficient answer. What's the difference? One was within the dinim they already had. No, we, You're saying, ultimately speaking, which way? No, listen, we don't know what the Sheva were initially at this moment. That's what we're wondering. So first and foremost, this is a theoretical question. What were the first seven? You're right. Ultimately speaking, if they have Dinim, so they have Dinim, and, and who cares if it's nine or ten, you know, in the technical aspect. There is something, so in, the, in the law, in the judicial system, you're right. Ultimately speaking, the Bnei Noach and Bnei Israel both have a chovah for dinim. There's no question about that. The difference will be, was this, and, and again, this will touch on a mahshavah issue, was this part of the primary instruction to humanity? Is this part of who we are? In the first seven, then something else was Absolutely. Furthermore, says Nathan, if it's actually not, in other words, if it's actually out, as we'll see in a moment, so it means that they had, we're assuming, we're, or they had seven and there was another one. As we mentioned yesterday, this seven has to be Masoret. They're working with a tradition of sorts that there was seven. They're then trying to plug them in. That derasha that we had, although they took it very seriously, and they should take it very seriously, it's a derasha which appears to be after the fact. Sheva mitzvot mitzdavu noah. All right, now, what are they? Okay, I have some sort of tradition on it. I'll try to plug it in. But ultimately speaking, that's what's going to happen. The Gemara is, in just a moment, going to suggest this biraita will be going with a different uh, a mitzvah, not a different count, a different mitzvah, which means there's an additional one that all B'nai Noach, which means today, so to speak, they have eight, you know, according to the, well, we'll see, not, you know, not really. It won't amount to that. Yes, Mars? When you say that these are the seven categories, and then these laws fall within each category, and they build on those categories. For Yisrael, which laws? Okay, certainly, you have avot and toladot, so to speak, for them as well. The question is, again, what are those seven? If I'm arguing that dinim, and I'm trying to tweak it right now, was not a part of it, that's what we're up to, it means there was something else. 
and dinim is never going to be an obligation. It's going to be a seven plus a, a, a diminished one because according to what we're about to address, B'nai Noach, we're never commanded to have bate dinim. That's what we're about to address. It's not the normative, it's not the mainstream opinion, but that's what we're about to suggest, which means Hosifu alehim Yisrael got dinim, B'nai Noach did not have it. Understood. Yes or no? Uh, first and foremost, it's the first time you're getting the direct command or something to be said for that. Uh, second, okay. you had it, but you didn't get it directly from him. You didn't get it as Am Yisrael. Number two, uh, and we'll, number three, we'll touch on that again. Number two, the details are going to be shifted. So that's, that's significant as well. Number three, and most significantly perhaps, is Haram Bam's words that I mentioned yesterday. And according to Haram Bam, if we were not recommanded, we would not be obligated. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard thought. In other words, seriously, if I wasn't recommended in Lot Tirsach, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be commanded in not murdering. It touches on fundamental issues of, again, is Lot Tirsach specifically a reality within our existence that a world could not be sustained if people were permitted to murder because God commanded it? Or that's a natural law. You couldn't envision it differently. So of course he commanded it. But it touches on those sorts of issues. So that's, that, there had to be, in my mind, even if we knew about, and we did, the Sheva Mitzvah, we needed a new Aseret Adibirot. It says the Gemara, Ela, Amar Rava Habar Yaakov, Lo Nitzrecha Ela Lehoshi Betin Bechol Pelech Upelech, Bechol Eir Ve'ir. The suggestion instead is, Still not falling off of the fact that part of the initial seven was dinim, according to every opinion, and rather it's still detail-oriented somewhat. Now it's not detail with regards to how to uh, execute the uh, the dinim. It's not detail with regards to how we'll accept the dinim or what we will adjudicate and so forth. Rather, it's with regards to how spread out we're supposed to be in this system. Whereas Am Yisrael have a sibui, the beginning of Parashat Shofetim, you're supposed to have Shofetim Vishotirim all over the place, in any city, in any province, all over the place. You are commanded, we are, to have our Bate Dinim. We talked about this in the first Patek a little bit. Perhaps Benenoach or not, which means that Benenoach had an for a central, some sort of central dinim system. We, we had to erect and set up bate dinim all over the place. Says the Gemara, but it's not so. Benenoch are commanded to have their bate dinim, their, their courts and their, their system throughout. The ha benenoch lo ifkud. Is it really so that benenoch lo ifkud? Ifkud, pikudeh, just, just a week ago, parashah. Pikudeh is the commands. Were they really not commanded? Kind of. It's the designations. The commands. Vehatanya, doesn't the beraita say, keshem shenitztavu Yisrael lehoshiv bate dinim bechol pelech upelech bechol ir ve'ir. The same way Am Yisrael are commanded in every province. Pelech is medina. Every province we are commanded to set up a betin and in every city to have our bate dinim. Again, the first Perik delineated a little bit of the finer details on that, but here's the key line. So to B'nai Noach were, and as a result we, we, we understand, uh, are and were obligated to set up those Bate Dinim. So we're still stuck. In other words, now it's not a technicality on the wording, now it's factually we can't sustain this. How can you make the claim that Dinim in any way changed with regards to how manifested it needed to be? We know B'nai Noach are just as commanded with regards to that as we are. Ela Amaravat, rather, again, and what what are we addressing last time? What are we addressing? We're addressing a seeming, an apparent contradiction. On the one hand, the Beraita said, on the bottom of Dafnun Vav Amud Aleph, that Sheva Mitzvot B'nitzavu B'nenoch, one of them was Dinim. 
On the other hand, the Beraita here, Anun Vavamud Bet, the Tanya taught us 10 mitzvot we got at Mara. And one of them was, in addition to the seven, Dinim. Means in the seven, there wasn't Dinim. Ela Marava, Hai Tana, Tana Deve Menashehu. Says Rava, rather, it must be that this Tana, this Beraita that we read over here, the 10, the 7 plus 3, is according to the opinion or authored specifically by uh, the Beit Midrash of Menashe. Menashe, of course, being one of the Hachamim and during the times of the Mishnah and Beraita. What's his opinion? How does that help us? The Mapik, he took out from our standard 7, Dach, Dalid Kaf. Dalid, a reference to Dinim. Kaf, a reference to Birkat Hashem. Heke. So, so uh, it's, I guess he didn't want it to be Dib. Dach, Dalit Kaf, Dinim and Birkat Hashem. He took those two out, uh, but he still had seven. Maybe he didn't have seven. No, everybody had seven. Everybody, we're, we're clear, everyone had seven. What did he get in? The Ayil, he put in, in place of those, Sach, Samech Chaf. We've seen those two at the top of the page. Kilaim and Sirus. Part of his seven was the crossbreeding violation prohibition, and, uh, and, and sirus, castrating animals or human beings. So that means his count of seven, and we're going to challenge, why does he have a different count of seven? Where does he derive it from? And all that sort of business. But that's the way it works. It means according to that opinion, B'nai Noach do not have as part of their seven dinim until today. And uh, where'd we get it for the very first time? We got it at Marah. For them, for us, what are you asking? In general? So, kilayim is an interesting thing. Sha'adnez is one of the paradigmatic hokim. It's, uh, it's one of the ones that we say the umot are going to laugh at us and so forth. Uh, I will remind you that whereas Rashi is very clear, seems very clear that hok has no reason that's perceptible to human beings, Harambam says very clearly, hokim have reasons. And we're supposed to be searching for those reasons. This is going to be difficult to, so to speak, chiseled into, in, into the stone. So to that extent, it's going to be very difficult for us to perceive them. But if we work hard enough, he quotes the Midrash. The Midrash says, Shilama HaMelech figured out every hulk except for para aduma, which means you can figure out something. Kilaim, most recently, if, if I'm not mistaken, about 100, 150 years ago, Rabbi Shamshin Rafael Hirsch suggests with regards to Kilaim, to Sha'adnez specifically. Kilaim in general is not so hard. Kilaim in general, to crossbreed animals, means that you're going potentially against the way of creation. Not so hard to perceive that. If you're crossbreeding of, of fruits or vegetables, the Torah says, Limino, it means that the purpose of creation is to bring forth this distinction, this distinct realm. It's not so much a hook to that extent. But what about Semer Upishtan? What about Sha'adnez? So the suggestion on, on Sha'adnez of Rab Shamshin of Al Hirsch, if I remember correctly, is that you're crossbreeding two separate entities. Now we don't, certainly I don't. Maybe I should. We don't think like philosophers, generally speaking, but if we put on our philosopher, Torah philosopher glasses, we have a different perspective of what, uh, of what kilayim is. On the one hand, semer comes from animals, and on the other hand, pishtan comes from the ground, which means say you're cross-breeding two separate realms and domains which the Torah makes very clear are very different. Whereas in Sefer Bereshit, for example, the shepherds are always the good guys, the shepherds are the ones, the Hevel, maybe not good guy, but not the bad guy who works the ground like Cain. It's the Bnei Yaakov, it's the Abraham, they're the shepherds. The one who work the ground are the Sidom people, is the Misraim people, is the Cain person. It's always the evildoers, which means they're very 
very, why are they different one from the other? So we've discussed this on more than one occasion. On the one hand, a person who works the ground has a tendency to say, to see their own production and what took place over there. They don't feel a dependability on another. A person who's a shepherd, quote unquote, a typology, not per se a shepherd, but a shepherd mentality to life is one who realizes that they're following up after they have a certain vulnerability of a certain ability to understand and to accept, I'm dependent on another, maybe a capital another in this circumstance. Well, that all being the case, there has to be, and it's not to say that we can't, quote unquote, work the ground. When we go into Eretz so we're told to work the ground, but there has to be a distinction in our lives and understanding the difference between these realms of production. That is what Sha'adness, so to speak, represents. I'm not saying it's the Peshat, I'm saying it's a suggestion and as a result, to me to suggest, and, and I understand what your question was, the question I think was of Nathan, says, are you telling me kilayim nitztavu b'nenoach, if kilayim is a hawk, you very often assume hukim are what we have, it's what the umot ha'olam laugh at us for. And what I said a few moments ago is that these misfot for b'nenoach specifically are, for b'nenoach are specifically with regards to the way that the world is going to govern itself. It's not about giving them deeper meaning, it's about setting up a proper government, and so that would have to be However, and we'll see this, kilaim with regards to Sha'adnez is not really a reality for B'nai Noach. It's the crossbreeding and cross-pollination. As we mentioned on the Mishnah, that's really the issue, so it's not really a hulk in this context. Anyway, says the Gemara, who is this Tanadavim Menashe that you just told me about? He takes out Dach, the Dinim and the Bekat Hashem. He brings in Sirus and Kilaim, the Tanadavim Menashe. Sheva Mitzvot Misavu B'nai Noach. He too agrees. This is their Masorah, these seven Mitzvot. What are they? Number one, Abu Dazara, Gilui Arayosh, Vichutamim. So far, very consistent. Gezel, Evim, and Ahai, absolutely consistent. First five are, same as we had. Last two is where things change. Sirus, Vikilaim, castration, and cross-pollination, cross-breeding. Rebiuda, Omer, okay, so that, that's the statement, that's it, period. We finished that statement, we finished the deliberation, we will challenge sourcing, but for now, we've solved this contradiction in Beraita. First Beraita, mainstream Beraita. Second Beraita, Tanad de who has instead of Dinim and Birkat Hashem, Sirus and Kilaim. Rabbi Udaomer, Adam Harishon Lenitztava Ela al Avodah Zara Bilvad. Statement here of Rabbi Uda and Tosafot is careful to point out, he's speaking specifically and only about Adam Harishon. After the generation of Noah, he will make clear, and Tosafot says is clear. Uh, he accepts that the rest of the se- all the seven, seven misvot were nitztavu. His question only is more theoretical, but again, might have meaning with regards to sustenance of the world and understanding misvot and so forth. But he says Adam Rishon only had one command. What's that? Avodazara. The command of Akadosh Baruch Hu to Adam, uh, which means to say by Etzadat. It's a da'at. Going to it is tantamount to Avodah Zarah. How could it be tantamount to Avodah Zarah? Well, it's the, big, it's the greatest betrayal of God's word. That is Avodah Zarah. Your worship, so we envision Avodah Zarah strictly and narrowly as a worship of another, but maybe it's an absolute betrayal. Uh, to the extent that, for example, when we talk about uh, the Gemara, we'll uh, later on in the seventh period, talk about a source for Yehareg Valya Avodah, the fact that you have to let your life be taken instead of worshipping Avodah Zarah, the primary text is, You have to love God with all of your soul. But wait a second, love God? I could love God in that context. What does that have to do with Avodah Zarah? That's the point. The point is, it's an absolute betrayal if I'm turning away, and it means I'm leaving that 
love and that loyalty. So in turn, at its core, that's Avodah Zarah, just leaving the betray, uh, betraying the loyalty, the Ahava, is in this circumstance tantamount to Avodah Zarah. That's how he has it. That's it. Very difficult. If you're just a human being commanded in one thing, yes, it's avodazara. If there are so many, and we can make the argument differently, so maybe you'd maybe you'd distinguish. But, you know, difficult in that context. In other words, you'll ask me if he was commanded five things. Is each one of them avodazara? And where do we draw the line with regards to with regards to us? Important question. I understood. We're getting there. We're getting there. Rabbi Yehuda ben Beteraomer, indeed, we're getting there. Af al berkatashim. Furthermore, there was a command on Adam Harishon, a warning not to curse, not to blaspheme God. And the last opinion here is, even on dinim, dinim meaning he had to set up an appropriate government or whatever, governance, uh, a bedin system. Kim says the Gemara, okay, we got those three opinions. We're still not challenging those three opinions. We'll deal with all these opinions in due time. We have all of Dafnun Zayin and Mudalf to do that, to do so. But very briefly, let's find a Beraita which will perhaps accord with something we just learned. Keep in mind, what we just learned was that Adam Harishon, so to speak, was only commanded three misvot, three obligations. Uh, from, from God. What are they? Avodah, Zarah, Birkat Hashem, and Dinim. Says the Gemara, maybe I have a Beraita that will support that. Keman, like whom, Azla, does it go? Had Amar of Yehuda, Amarav, not a Beraita, statement of Rav Yehuda in the name of Rav. Here's how it goes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol in that statement. Vaisav, Adonai, Elohim, Allah, Adam, Lemon, Mikol, Eitz, Hagan, Achol, Tochen, and so forth. What he's saying is, Elohim Ani, Lotekaleluni, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was speaking and saying to Adam three things. Number one, I'm God, don't curse me. Inappropriate. I'm God, lotimiruni. Temura is a masechet. It means to replace. Don't replace me. We call that avodah zarah. By the way, who was he replacing God with then? Who's he judging? Judging? Okay, you're setting that up for others. But in the act of eating from Esadat, who's he replacing? Lotimiruni himself, right? It's an act of autonomy. This is the point I've made on a lot of occasions. We imagine, and for good reason, because there is an aspect of it, that sin at its core is what you're doing wrong to God, to existence, to other human beings. At its core, it is very simple. Going against God's word and following your own word. It's the act of autonomy. Anyway, it's a longer conversation. Elokimani lotimiruni, elokimani yehemorai alechem. My fear, my awe should be upon you, says Rashi, to the extent that you set up a system based on your understanding of my law. Okay, but anyway, those are the three that are envisioned as to what God says to Adam Arishon. Whose opinion is that following? I thought there were seven misvot even for Adam Arishon. Come on, that must be following the opinion we just saw now that Adam Arishon at max has three mitzvot, right? These are the three mitzvot. It says the Gemara, Tana Menashe. Let's go back to that opinion of Tana Menashe. Again, remember Tana Menashe takes out Dach, takes out Berkat Hashem and Dinim, places in instead Sirus and Kilaim. Idarish Vaisav. Let's try to get to the technicalities. Let's but do the. What's that? So if he took out those two. He certainly has Avodah Zarah. He has, he has the other five. Okay. So now it was re commanded to Be'enoah? It was, it was continued from Adam Harishon. Oh, 
continue from Adam Arishon. Again, Tanad Menashe, not necessarily, we're assuming, does not accept that statement that we had earlier, that we just had now of Adam Arishon being three. We don't know that he accepts that. We know that in the name of Amarav Yudamarav, we have Yeshomrim. We don't know that Tanad it got injected in the middle. Okay, it got injected. It's, I mean, Quote unquote, it's a little sloppy. It's a little hard to, to compartmentalize this. We were talking about Tanad Menashe. We injected this in the middle and then we returned to Tanad Menashe as if that middle part is going to affect. Not really. It was an important thing while we're on the conversation of this. Let me tell you, by the way, there's such an opinion. Deal with that opinion and then get back to Tanad Menashe. The Gemara does it. It used to, when I was younger, bother me. Now it's very, it's, it's very real. It's coming to it's, No, but it's very real. It's a, so why is the Gemara written in such a fashion? If it was in a typical, classical, traditional law document, everything should be delineated and set forth properly. It's because Gemara was never purposed to just be a law document. It was supposed to be a dialogue. It was supposed to be a conversation. Conversation. It was supposed to enter you into the Bet Midrash of Surah and Pumbedita. You're supposed to feel it. If you've ever been and you have present in arguments, nothing ever is straight. There's never a linear argument. There's always conversations on the side. And then there's a side point over here. And then we realize we went off the rails and we bring it back in. And then we discuss that in context. That's what the Gemara is always doing. Does it over here again. Again, for me, it's enlightening. To me, it's, it's exciting. It means the Gemara was written to continue that excitement. Anyway, it says... Which extra three? At Mara? Yeah, the, uh, we don't have anyone disagreeing with, with there being a full ten. Certain, cer- certainly Shabbat and Kibbut Avayim are accepted traditionally as being first commanded there and being referenced in Ka'ashe Sevecha. So how does Tanadav uh, so when he takes out Bukat Hashem, it's nowhere. It's not on the three, it's not on the seven. For a Ben Noah, for a Ben Noah, it is out for Tanadav Emin That's right. For us, not for Bnei Noach. That's how he would say. No, absolutely, it's a sivui. It's just not on Bnei Noach. It's all a question. No, right. Says the Gemara, Tanad de Menashe, Idarish Vaisav, Afilu Hanach Name, Ilodarish Vaisav, Hane Minale. Says the Gemara, I just want to understand the technical aspect of Tanad de Menashe. On the one hand, if he's Doresh Vaisav, Vaisav is our proof text. That's what we did at the top of Dafnun Vavamud Bet. That's what we, we were doing yesterday. If you recall, yesterday what we did was we returned to those seven misvot and we said, Where do you see them? So we see them referenced or hinted to in the Pasuk. Vaisav, remember Vaisav? That was Hashem was Hashem. We had a whole thing with regards to every single one of those. So does Tanat Hashem learn his laws from that pasuk? If he does. He should have our seven. So clearly he's not dealing with it, it appears. Oh, so maybe he has a different pasuk, or he's doing, oh, so then where did he get it from? That's the Gemara's question. I just want to understand, what's the reference point? Now again, if we argue tradition, he's, his heart, our heart is not really beating. He's working with a different tradition, but we want to understand the technicalities. Where could he find this? Again, Tanad i Darish, if he's Doresh, quote unquote, Vaisav, that word Vaisav, that pasuk Vaisav, Afilu, even Hanach, these Nameh as well, should be included. He should have our seven, or maybe he should have our seven plus his two. How'd he subtract two of them? Ilodarish, if he's not Doresh Vaisav, that Pasuk, Hane, the ones that he has, Sirus and Kilaim, Minale, where'd he come up with them? Says the Gemara, Le'olam, Lodarish Vaisav. I'll tell you what, he is not Doresh, that Pasuk Vaisav, as a reference, as a vantage point to understanding Sheva Mitzvot Menenoch. So then, how'd he come up with his seven? 
Hane kol hada vehada be'ape nafshe ketiba. Each one of these, kol hada vehada, hada means one. Each one of these, be'ape nafshe, on its own, ketiba uh, is written, which means to say he's not going to have one pasuk which encapsulates all. He's going to have several sep- separate, seven separate pasukim which he's going to point to. One of them I mentioned already in the past for murdering. I think we already know. It's explicit. That one's not going to be hard at all. Several of these pasukim you're going to read them. You're going to remember them from Parashat Noah. And you say, oh my goodness! Of course, that's what that was referring to. How can we? We're going to now go back and in, in, in the ensuing lines of the Gemara deal with quote his. Is sourcing and then challenge why the other opinion, our original Beraita, wouldn't accept each one of those. You know, what, what's going to be the source for Sirus, for example? Well, the Pasuk says to you're supposed to now go and proliferate and procreate as you well, you can't castrate and then have children. Clearly, that's an implicit, uh, implicit uh, command as well. That's what we'll deal with in the ensuing 15 20 lines of the game. Amen, amen. <laughs>